0: Welcome to the Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hunt. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. You know how it goes. Thank you. Um, I say it every time. I mean it every time. Thank you uh, for stopping by. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, Just the fact that you have chosen uh, to give us some of your time uh, with uh, so many options, so many fantastic podcasts out there. Uh, Thank you so very, very much. Uh, Fun show this week uh we're gonna do some brazilian basketball uh brazilian basketball something not something that we've done a lot of uh because brazilian basketball hasn't been on the world stage especially at the youth level in a long time uh in fact the uh uh, brazil is at the under 18 uh, america's championship uh starting next week and um uh, yeah. If they don't make the under-19 World Cup, it'll be more than a decade uh, since they've made it to the uh, under-19 World Cup. Uh, we this week we talked to the head coach of the under-18 team that's going to be playing in Mexico. That's Vitor uh, Cavani, uh, and uh, yeah, has a uh, a tall task at hand uh, with the with a absolutely stacked uh, with the absolutely stacked tournament there at FIFA Americas. Obviously, USA, Canada, but then there's also uh, Mexico. Argentina, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, uh, Ecuador, and um, yeah, so just you know, only four teams. The four quarterfinal winners are the um, are the four teams that make it to the World Cup next year under nineteen uh, FIBA Basketball World Cup. So uh, that's coming up a little bit later. Uh, let's get to the big three uh, story. The story that we're watching. You know, uh, uh, watched a little a little bit of the the end of the Boston and Miami game, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, they've, uh, Boston uh, held off, uh, held off uh, Miami, uh, won game seven in, in Miami, Uh, you know, impressive feat, and uh, yeah, so now they're going to face off against the Golden State Warriors, obviously a a big, uh, you know, huge test, you know, uh, one of the, you know, most storied franchises in NBA history against you know really you know probably the closest thing to sort of a dynasty right now if you look at uh, what they've done over the last few years um and so uh yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun series and uh yeah this is uh i try to watch the playoffs i really haven't watched much of the playoffs but i do try to watch them uh especially the finals and uh you know get up and, and watch that uh, so, looking forward to that uh, young player uh, uh, of the week that we're watching, Justus Holatz, uh two thousand one born German point guard, um, is leaving the country. He's going to uh, CB Breogán in the in the Spanish ACB, Spanish first division. Uh, a big move. Uh, you know that's that's one of the that's one of the next steps. Uh, you know, there's a couple of steps that go along with uh, with the development of a country. Uh, from you know, to take the next step to become a winner. First of all, <laughs> it's the youth teams having success, the young players having success at the youth level internationally. So you look at um, you know like the 90, 98 and ninety nine generations, uh, also a little bit of two thousand. Then they they took back to back bronze at the under uh, twenty European Championship. Um. And uh, and and then the other one is sort of the leading players going abroad. I mean, and not just you know. So right now in the NBA, you have you know the uh, the Wagner brothers, you have Bonga, you have Klaber, you have Shruda, you have Tice. I can't remember if I said Kleber or not you know so you know you're getting uh, more and more players and then you you know you have Benzing who's uh, out uh, uh, you have Bartel who has been injured this year but is Ed Venerbahce obviously a storied club Uh, Voitman who played this year at uh, Syskai Moscow and uh, you know now a whole lot's going to, to Spain it's like the next step you know and to and and those guys taking the responsibility of an American, if you will, you know they're no longer a domestic player, where you need to have good domestic players, but you're now considered a foreigner and you have a certain responsibility, an added responsibility, um, and that's good for those guys, and so. So next step, you know, there's also talk that Oscar da Silva, you know, obviously that won't, that probably won't be decided or, you know, whatever until after the, the playoffs are done. But, you know, from Albert Berlin, uh, is, uh, supposedly, uh, um, interested being, uh, sought after by Barcelona, which would obviously be another huge move for a young German player, um, so that's sort of the next step, you know, and, and all that's going to Brayogan. It's a, it's a definitely a cool move for him, and uh, you know, definitely will give him some great experience looking ahead to uh, the draft next year. Uh, uh, given that he, you know, or you know, if he and you know decides to to pull out, withdraw from this year um, event. Uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually going to be at the BWB Basketball Without Borders European uh, Camp. Uh, going on from May uh, June one to fourth, and uh, that's in Milan, and uh, so I'll be there. So that's that's the event I'll be watching because I'll actually be there, um, and it'll be good to see some of the players. That so it's the 05 generation, and it'll be good to see some of the guys. A lot of the guys that um, you know, many of the guys that played at the um, Adidas Next Generation tournament this past year, and um, and who only saw on on, on video. And so it'll be good to, to sit on them and watch them and, and really not have any, you know, not have any, any work to do necessarily, you know, just kind of watch them and sort of evaluate them. So it'd be good to, to, I'm looking forward to that. All right. So a uh, sneak peek of our, uh, taking the charge prospects podcast. If this, this of course is part of the paid subscription, uh, go to takingthecharge.substack.com taking the charge and you can become a paid subscriber. Uh, if you think the price is too much, drop me a message. Let me know. We can talk about it. The interview this week is with Inza Cain, 2004-born uh, Senegal guard with Torreyon uh, Basketball School in Spain. Uh, that is in the fifth division, Nacional. Um, and uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, probably will be one of the leaders of the under-18 uh, African championship uh, as long as that takes place uh, in a time where he can play. And, uh, so obviously, you know, that would be, you know, Senegal trying to shooting for three consecutive appearances in the FIBA under 19 basketball world cup. So, uh, so here's a sneak peek, uh, interview with him and uh, we'll catch you on the other side of that. Um, let's kind of finish with uh, the biggest thing you learned this season. Oh, either on or off the court. You learned how to cook you learned <laughs> how to deal with losing in a in a round a sixteen game Nacional. Oh, how to deal with lo laws, losses you learned more Spanish you learned about the Caribbean culture what's the biggest thing you learned this this season
1: inside the code I learned like that like i, I, I I wasn't like, I was like the player that wasn't like to, 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 to play with his like teammates, you know, my first year, but like second season, third season, now I'm, I'm in my fourth fourth season and I learned like how to play with my players, you know, to, to believe them. And then like, they show me that them too, like they can help, you know, and that thing, I learned it, like, to believe on my, on, my, on, my, on my teammates. And I progressed a lot about my defense. Mm. In this season, I used to like to defend, like, I'm going to say, like the, like, the best guard of the, like, of the other team. And to give 100 on defense, 100 on offense. Yeah, I uh, I learned to give all on the court in this season because like I'm gonna say like all the other players that was here in the in the last season, they everybody left. You know, I was on uh, I, I was only here me if a lot of new players. So yeah, in the beginning that was hard for us. But I learned a lot, a lot of things with them, and we are here.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, good, good stuff. Let's uh, um, say he was a as a pleasant young, pleasant young man who uh, really wished the best and uh, hope that uh, hope that uh, the next step works out well for him. Um all right let's get to the interview of the week uh, as i mentioned talking brazilian hoops uh brazil won the um under 18 south american championship uh, that was a couple of months uh, a few weeks ago um where was that i think it was in venezuela it was in venezuela and they beat uh, argentina in the um they beat argentina in the uh, in the final and uh, this is the head coach of that team, Vitor Calvani, and uh, a couple of very interesting guys there talk about uh, sort of the team, talk about the um, the country's federation kind of um, going and, and, and uh, instituting the same sort of concepts, you know, from the senior team down to the youth teams. And so uh, talk about that as well. So um, – and obviously giving uh, his insight into some of the guys on the team and then uh, expectations at the uh, – at the under 18 uh, at the U18 FIBA Americas Championship. So, uh, enjoy the interview that's with Victor Calvani, and uh, we will catch you uh, next week. Again, thank you very much for listening. All right. So, on the Taking the Charge podcast with me this week is Victor Galvani, the assistant coach with Corinthians, a Brazilian club as well as the under head coach of the under 18 Brazilian national team, Vitor. Thanks for coming on. How are you hey, doing, David?
2: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, uh, we're actually going to talk in your function of uh, of U uh, eighteen national team head coach. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you guys uh, you guys were able to win the uh, last year. If this had taken place, it would have been the under seventeen South America yeah. championship. But if but they 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 named it the under eighteen uh, South American championship. I guess, I guess just first of all, we'll, we'll go in detail about a whole bunch of different things on that. But just maybe, uh, first of all, your, your thoughts about, uh, about, about, uh, about winning that, uh, winning that tournament, which then gets you a spot in the FIBA Americas, uh, FIBA under 18 Americas Championship, uh, coming up in June. Uh, your, your thoughts in general about, about getting, uh, getting to win that tournament?
2: Uh, it was a really great feeling. Uh, to to win that tournament and uh first of all like being called to to represent brazil is always a pleasure uh it was a dream of mine to be representing it uh, uh, i'm also working as the third assistant for uh, gustavo under the senior national team and then uh, uh with with that uh i was invited to be uh, to be the head coach of the under 18 team like you said so it was a great feeling overall like it was a uh, Great competition. I felt like the kids did a, a great job, especially on the defensive end. And uh, that's I think that and we took throughout. We took that uh, that ca- characteristic of our team of the playing tough defense, and uh, we felt like that that was what took us to the championship spot. And uh, which really felt great. Uh, only working two weeks with the kids, and then being able to. Uh, compete at the, the highest level of South American teams uh, was a great great experience and everything went really well.
0: Yeah, I would I would say very well as 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 you mentioned defensively let, let's jump right in it was in Venezuela um, and, and your first three games were actually your fourth game as well were all comfortable victories the 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 three group games were Bolivia, Uruguay and Colombia and uh, you awesome. You gave up thirty-four points, forty-three points, and thirty-nine points, um, and uh, you know, really, uh, really just dominating uh, off. Uh, uh, you know, especially the rebounding. Um, I know Uruguay didn't turn the ball over that many times, but you know, Bolivia and Colombia, you know, were able to turn them over a lot as well. Um, you came into these, especially these three games. You know, even the Uruguay game is as as, as pretty big favorites. Um, how how? How how did you feel after those first three games? You know, you know, you just said that you know you guys were you know emphasizing defense. How did you feel after those three games? Uh,
2: so I have to to talk about uh, how Gustavo, uh, the head coach of the national team, the senior national team, is playing, which is in a way uh, a lot what we try to emphasize with with our younger groups, which is having. Uh, a Brazilian style of play as far as like on the defensive end, being tough uh, on every possession, fight for every possession. And uh, don't let, basically don't let uh, the team do what they're trying to do. If they're trying to throw a, a pass, we're trying to get in passing lanes. If they're trying to to run ball screen, we, we want to make that hard. and We want to make that tough. And uh, that that's from the senior level. And we want to bring that, uh, the, the experience was bring that to 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 the under, age, under 18 group. And uh, we felt the kids did a great job with it. Uh, I totally wasn't expecting that in two weeks, uh, the kids would be so locked in to, to, to beat that press have that presence on the defensive end, uh, as far as like fighting for every loose ball, fighting for uh, uh, every possession. It, be, it was overall really great that, to, to have that experience with the kids. And uh, I, we, I cannot forget about the coaches that have worked with these kids before ahead of time, which was something that I talked on, on the interview, uh, post, post-game interview. Uh, we have a ton of great coaches here in Brazil, and they do a great job with the kids as far as developing them. and If you come watch, like, some of the clubs here, and how they it the, on the defensive end, under 18 groups, under 20, you see a lot of them, like, pressing full court and trying to run the floor. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a style of play that we want to, uh, not change it. Like a lot of, we felt like a lot of years people try to change how Brazilian players like to play and, uh, we Gustavo right now, uh, ahead of the, the national team, we just want to put that style of play into play. Like Brazilians like to score, Brazilian likes to play defense. And we want to just show that out. And, and, uh, thankfully, thankfully that really worked throughout the first three games, and uh, all the way into the
0: championship final. Um, semifinal was against Ecuador, which I think maybe some people may have been surprised um, that Ecuador, for example, um, knocked off Venezuela. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, no, that, no that they, that they got, that they beat off, that they beat the um, uh, the host Venezuela um, to, to get into the, to get into the semifinals. Um And kind of, you know, really a class difference. And and so I think let's kind of let's go into the final um, against Argentina, uh, who had also been struggling. Uh, They had to come back. Was that against Ecuador as well, that they came back? They were uh, at the end of the game. Yeah, Ecuador. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were down by 11 points or something like that in the last couple of minutes or something like that. Um, Obviously, this is like the other superpower in South America basketball. Um, And you guys kind of struggled, especially offensively. Uh, to score um, and then just kind of warm down you know sort of starting the end of the second half of the of the third quarter uh, ended up winning uh, 79 uh, 73 uh, 59 so 14 point victory. Um, maybe what did it uh, maybe just how you you know that was a couple that was a few weeks ago now. Uh, just maybe your your recollections of that game and, and in what maybe the the biggest positives that you take out of that one.
2: Uh, it was a great game. Like, uh, like you said, the, the chess match between us coaches and, uh, and how they, they, they starting, they started out the game, uh, seven and zero, you know, and, uh, I had a call timeout. Uh, we were actually expecting the type of difference they, they, that they threw at us. And, uh, we just have to make like our first game plan didn't quite work as well. Like we thought it would. So, uh, uh, we had to adjust a little bit as far as like uh, how we're going to attack with their ball screen and what their, their ball screen coverage. And uh, so that was a, a quick adjustment that we did when, once we called the first time out. And, uh, like I said, the kids, they were so locked in that they were able to, to adjust it and, and uh, work on it right away. So... And, I, and then like uh, like i said before we wanted to have our defense dictate dictating how we run our offense so it's it's always like that uh, how we ran the practice uh, both weeks before we went to the to, to the that tournament it was like always talking about defense like we might struggle on offense but our defense has to be sharp has to be on point so we felt like uh, uh, possession by possession we are we able to to not only uh, we raised that margin that they had, the seven and zero margin, uh, but also like in the second half, we were able to make some adjustments and then also uh, that they struggled with. And and then within that, we were able to to uh, have that margin uh, toward the end of, of, of the game. And like I said, with the defensive end, with the defense mentality, with the players being so locked in to run our game plan, which didn't change a lot uh we just have to to make a few adjustments you know, from the second to the third half and, and i gotta thank also my assistant coach for that because he came up with the idea and uh Bruno Bruno that's his name and then uh we we're able to finish out the game
0: strong um i before we come into actually a little bit more your team i i, I would actually like to ask, ask your opinion um you know what? You what do you think about uh, Ecuador knocking off Uruguay to to grab the third spot and then uh, actually go back to the FIBA Americas for the second time? Um, and uh, uh, but still, somewhat of a uh, of a of an upset. You know, Uruguay is starting to produce more. You know, uh, more talent again. Venezuela, obviously, a pretty big disappointment. Uh, you know, you know, they missed, they were missing some, some of their big guys, uh, in the, one of their, some of their main players, Uruguay was missing a couple of guys too, but, you know, look at it, Uruguay hasn't been to the under 18s now since 2014, Venezuela hasn't been under 18 Americans since 2008. Um, and, and, and to kind of see now Ecuador, we didn't see 2020 FIBA Americas because of the, the pandemic. So Ecuador actually being the third team with you and Argentina going through to the, uh, under eighteen uh, for two years in a row. What do you what do you think about uh, uh, Ecuador uh, grabbing the third spot?
2: They play tough. They play tough. Like they're they the, the type of like uh, that they play nasty defense. You know they're they they're always pushing guys around. They play tough and uh, it's tremendous. Just like uh, they don't have a lot of size you know, with, with, with their team, within their team, other than uh, the kid that was, uh, I can't remember his name right now, uh, the, 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 the big kid, the, their their center, uh, I totally forgot, Caicedo, Caicedo. Caicedo, right,
0: right, Caicedo. Uh-huh.
2: And then uh, he, like, they play tough. Their, they're, uh, all their perimeter players, their backcourt, uh, they're up on you the whole game, and they don't give up. So, like, we were scouting that team, and, uh, of course, we had a great game against them. Uh, but, again, like, they, they made it tough for everyone. I, uh, if you just took a picture of Ecuador, I don't think a lot of people would be betting on them to, to qualify. But once you see those kids playing uh, down and back, the floor, and the type of aggressive, how they, how aggressive they are uh, on the offensive end, also trying to attack the paint and trying to go, like I said, it was tremendous on the offensive rebound, and they're – great team but ran by a great uh, great coach uh, so it, it, it was nice to see like those those type of players I, I like to, to watch to watch that type of game because we try to replicate also that in Brazil with our defensive scheme like I said before but uh it was tremendous to play to, to watch them play and playing so tough and playing against like if uh, like Argentinian teams they had a lot of guys over six seven six eight and those those, those short legs legs guys from Ecuador just, it was tremendous. Like I, I gotta give a shout out them to support the accomplishment that they had, which uh, uh, I don't think a lot of people were betting on them. Like you said, Venezuela uh, was a team that was probably expected to be uh, in the top four and also Uruguay, but they did great against both of them. So uh, it, it was nice to see something that uh, in basketball, we're always talking about tall players having an advantage. You know, I think uh, heart over height, you know, it's, it's a phrase that I like to use and they have a lot of heart in their team.
0: Yeah. They, they, so they, they beat uh, Venezuela in a group. And then in the um, to get to these two semifinals and then in the third place game, they ended up uh, uh, knocking off uh, uh, Uruguay. Uh, let's go to, let's go to your guys. Um, you know, obviously Renan Dos Santos, you know, won the MVP and um you know, you guys have a lot of talent, very, a lot of interesting, really interesting guys. Um, and, and, and one of the things that I, uh, I really liked most uh, about uh, Raynon was actually, I guess it was like, what, maybe two minutes left in the, in the final, uh, where he had actually subbed out because he was cramped up because he was, he was just going full power the whole game. I I love, obviously, you know, a, he's a lefty, which I, I like lefties, you know, and there's, there's certain, I'm a baseball fan and there's a the lefty swinging, uh, that, that there's just something about it. And, and so lefty basketball players, the same thing. Um, and there's the drivability and, and there's the passion that he plays with. Um, and, 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 but, but the energy and, and, you know, he, he really played himself, you know, with, with, you know, with, with so many games at such high intensity, really, you know, uh, the cramps and he just couldn't go anymore. Um, you know won the MVP and, and was was really the, the, you know the leader of that team uh, your thoughts about what he was able to do what he was able to show perform on that level
2: uh, one thing that I don't forget is our first practice and uh, it was my first time working with hena of course I have played against him and uh, he's been playing with their senior team uh, for for a while now at Franca and uh, you could see the, the intensity I remember looking at Bruno, I'm like, What the hell is this kid doing? (laughs) Like, he was flying up and down and locking people up on defense and then, uh, uh, get get, like forcing turnovers and then grabbing the ball and uh, uh, running the full court, uh, changing directions. It was amazing. Like, we were like, oh my gosh, this kid's fast. And, uh, we just, we didn't want to take that out of him. You know, that's, that's the way he plays. He plays with intensity the whole time. So a lot of times he, he, he plays so intense that he might hurt himself. He might uh, uh, need to need with somebody. And, uh, but, but it's great to have a kid like that. Like uh, we told him to guard the, uh, again, I won't remember his name. Uh, the Argentinian point guard. And, uh,
0: pardon. Said,
2: pardon. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah
2: it was like, that's your matchup We want want you to lock him up and he took that to his heart you know he he played with a great intensity and that's why he got it Uh, he he got cramps throughout the game because he was just playing so so intense like it's it's quite hard to see a kid playing so intense and also being talented you know he got has great game reads as far as attacking out, as far as like his transition games off the charts and and, uh, and again, that also that only uh, uh, complements what he already does on the defensive end because he, he can guard one through five. He's not afraid of anybody. He can guard up one through five. So it, it was great for him to have that MVP, and we I felt really joyful to 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 be able to work with
0: a kid like that. Um, Leandro uh, Leandro Cardoso. Um, uh, uh, another one of the enticing guys yeah. that you have, um, yeah. just just maybe I'll let you just kind of you know give me your thoughts about him. You know, I mean, he, he's uh, you know there's 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 a lot of fun to 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 watch uh, when he's yeah. playing the game. So uh, yeah. just a, a, as a, as a coach, what do you what do you like most about him?
2: We were joking around that he's uh, our Brazilian Draymond Green. Okay, he's, okay. he's all yeah. over the floor like. You. Uh, something that a lot, a lot of people don't realize is how good he is. Like, his de- defensive IQ, it's amazing. Like, he can read uh, ball screens, but on the defensive end. He can read what the, 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 the office is trying to do, if they're trying to pass it to the short roll, if they're trying to attack, uh, attack the hedge, or, like, he can read uh, everything. I mean, when he's guarding the, 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 the screen, when he's not guarding, when he's off the ball... So it was just amazing. Like those are senior level reads that he has on the game. And a lot of times don't get noticed. And uh and we we felt like we needed to have him on the floor. If I'm not mistaken, he was the guy that played the balls in our team, like as far as minutes go. Uh if, I know that was the case in the final, at least. And uh and also on the boards, he has like he's the Dennis Rodman on the boards. Like he he has something. I, I don't know. If it's down, I don't know. Like he can read the shot, and the ball will bounce this way and to to his right, and he'll be there every time. You know, he can be on the left side of the floor, and the ball the ball the, 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 ball, the ball will bounce on the, on the rim, and go to the right side, and he'll be there somehow. And, and it, it's amazing. Like every every offensive rebound, every defensive rebound, he's always close to it. If he's not grabbing, he's touching the ball. He's getting a deflection. So it was also another kid that, uh, that took the challenge and and also one thing that I like to recognize from him that we told guys because a lot of them they're trying to bring their game, game from inside out. You know, so a lot of them are trying to play more perimeter players, more of a like uh, forwards and uh, kids that mainly grew up playing inside. And one of the things that we told the guys is that uh, we want to work with what's best from you now. So if that if, like we want to have you as a big man then we we we, uh, we would like you guys to, to feel proud to to do that job as best as possible you know and uh he took that to his heart like he every time he oh you want me to run big i'll run big want me to run the wing i'll run, run the wing. he knew all the plays in every position so it was amazing to have a kid like that and with tremendous energy
0: um, along with Raynan was uh, also on the alternate team was Gabriel Lendera. Um, yeah. Uh, guard uh, actually was uh, doing research for other things. I, I noticed that he was actually the NBA Junior uh, World Championship back in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know it was 2013 or 2015 or something like that. Um, yeah. But he's been in Spain now, um, and obviously, you know, uh, the game is is different in Europe than it is in uh, in, in South America. Um, I don't know how much uh, exposure you had had to him uh, before he left, um, but but maybe what do you think about about him, and uh, and maybe what the European game, let's say the European game, has given him?
2: Yeah, so it, uh, I didn't really have much of, uh, have, uh, have seen him that much before he he went to Europe, but uh, I was able to watch a lot of games that uh, from his club in Zantro, and uh, it was great, like uh, like I said, we want to have a Brazilian style of play, uh, but we it, it's all, it's great to to have a guy like that with us, and uh, also mixing in some stuff that he likes to do, you know. So with two weeks of practice, like I want, I wasn't expecting to have a guy like that runs a t- certain type of offense uh, with his club and change his whole mindset to run a totally different type of offense. So we had conversations with him as far as like, how, how would he, he felt most comfortable out there on the court. And uh, we tried to just, just bring that out of him by his, you know, if you talk about the game itself, like his pick and roll reads are tremendous. He, he can uh, disguise the defense, he can scan the whole, the whole floor and, and find the right passes or find the right shot. Uh, whenever he's running ball screen so and, and that's that's something i that i i think i'm not sure because i haven't watched him before he went to 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 spain but i'm pretty sure that's uh, the 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 work that they did at central uh, uh we were able to take advantage of it because he, he he was great in our big and roll
0: I don't want to talk about all your players because it, you know, that there's just only a limited amount of time, and and just you know, but there is one other guy that I want to talk about, and that's uh, and that's Sammy Calderon. um, Yeah. Who uh, um, I I like, I like the uh, expression "oozes talent" or "oozes potential," um, uh, and uh, I, I don't know much about him. Uh, but seems to me that still kind of raw and just wondering how long he's been playing the game. Uh, I, I have been told that he is actually with you guys there and, and you're his coach with uh, with Corinthians. Um, you know, he's, he was, uh, y- your, your eyes get attracted to, you know, you know, uh, sort of the, uh, sort of these elite uh, athleticism players and stuff like that. You just kind of, Automatically, kind of go though to those to those guys, and um, and you know there was <laughs> there was times there where you know oh he would flash some amazing things, and and then you know wouldn't you know get wouldn't have it the entire game. And uh, your thoughts about him about Thomas Calderon because he was really one of one of my favorite guys to really watch. I mean, of course, Rainon is fun, uh, but to, to to kind of dream on, on on Calderon is kind of you know is is something else there too.
2: Uh, so I'm totally biased to say because I work, <laughs> <course you're> <laughs> uh, I coach him, and uh, I've been coaching him for two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like Sumis has been on the basketball court since he was young, but he wasn't really practicing in uh, club environment, competing uh, high level basketball because uh, he grew up in a north, uh, I mean, in a part of Brazil uh, called Espírito Santo, uh, where basketball is still developing. So there wasn't like he was practicing twice a week till his until he got here, uh, which was at the age of uh, 16. And uh, so basically he's trying he started playing club organized basketball uh, at the age of 17, you know, uh, and which which is amazing. Like if you saw his body once he got here, he weighed, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 68 kilos uh, kilograms, which I, I would have to do the math uh, to for pounds. But uh, he weighed at 68 kilograms, and right now he's at uh, 83. So we, we, we would joke around that. If a wind was blowing, we might take him, you know, because <laughs> yeah. he was so skinny. But the kid is amazing. Uh, he, he's the type of, of player that a coach loves to coach because he's never complaining. Uh, you tell you you tell him one thing, and he'll be right on it, uh, and you don't have to be. Telling him again the same thing, you know, as far as like, uh, hey, you should do this type of actual work, this type of uh, shooting uh, drills, and he'll do that on his own. You don't have to keep telling him to do it again. And uh, and like you said, uh, he's still developing. I think this year is going to be a, a big turnout year for him because he has started practicing with our senior team in, uh, here in Corinthians. And uh, you can see flashes of uh, how effective he can be in the game because his arms so long he's he's got a seven two wingspan that that i know <laughs> uh uh which is a two meter 17 wingspan and uh two meter side, which is like a six seven six eight and uh, so it's amazing how like his leap off the floor so he's just he's still in, in, inside his shell of what he can become and but uh I feel pretty comfortable that he's going to uh, feel that potential because I see him working every day. I was just uh, uh, like uh, yesterday, I was just in the court with him. So uh, you can see every day like improving a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And I think he's going to be able like he's going to be even better from what he showed in the South American League to, to the under 18 uh, American Cup. Uh, is going to be even better because he has developed so much between the the short period of time.
0: Uh, I kind of want to go with you now to sort of big picture. Um, The Brazilian Federation was suspended by FIBA in November 2016. Uh, So November 16. And the ban was lifted uh, June 2018. And so you look at the competitions that this country missed. It was the under-19 World Cup 2017, under 16 americas 2017 the under 17 south americas 2017 the under 18 americas in 2018 um and then uh played again at the under seven under 15 south americas in 2018 so there's not only that and then you had covid on top of that and so covid i guess you can say you just only missed two competitions there was the uh, U-16 Americas, uh, which would have been the, the qualifiers. Uh, no, 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 that one you played. Uh, you missed the under-15 South America 2020 and then the under-18 uh, FIBA Americas 2020. That's a lot of competitions. And one of the things yeah. about youth events, uh, international events, is that these guys get a chance to compare themselves to other countries. You're, you're seeing what you're playing against, what, what, what's happening in Argentina. What's happening? And then when you go to America's what's happening in the, in the USA, what's happening in Canada, what's happening in Puerto Rico, what's happening in Dominican Republic and all these other countries. Um, so how do you, how do you, cause, cause you know, you're, you're the, the head coach of the under 18 team, which is, you know, the, the highest level of youth basketball international youth basketball um so how do you how do you guys take a look at what you were able to do and how what you guys were also able to kind of produce i guess if we, or develop um and the point where you're at right now knowing that you missed all of those competitions uh you know first you had the suspension from FIBA where you missed uh you know uh, uh, every year there's the americas Uh, And then there's the qualifiers, for those who don't know, there's the qualifiers to get to the Americas, South Americas, which you guys just played. Um, How do you guys feel where you're at right now, knowing that in the span of whatever it is, so five, five and a half years, you guys missed a lot of competitions where you can compare yourselves to other countries in the world?
2: Well, not only that, the last time the uh, Brazilian national uh, under-19 team competed in a world championship was in 2013. So if you look alongside, like the next year is going to be in hung, Hungary, if I'm not mistaken, the 2019.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: uh, that's 10 years. You know, that's actually 10 years that we haven't competed in a world class level with our younger generations, which clearly uh, hurt us uh, once we're trying to to uh, make Brazil a powerhouse in a uh, in the r- worldwide, you know, and we feel like we have enough talent. We feel like we have enough, uh, great, like great coaches to have that type of impact. And uh, it was so unfortunate, for example, like in 2016 World, uh, Olympics that we lost a game to Argentina on the last shot, and uh, something that may- maybe would take us to to, to compete for a, me- uh, a medal. You know, that's that's what we we're aiming for uh, for Brazil. So it it really hurt us hurt once we have that long term vision and you don't compete in the youth levels. Uh, so, but our confederation right now is doing a tremendous job as far as getting back to it, like uh, having youth events throughout uh, throughout the, the throughout the year. If you look, if you take a look at our calendar year uh, with our clubs tournaments, with our clubs uh, 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 leagues that are playing. The development league that they have uh, here in brazil under 22. so all in favor for us to be able to compete at the highest level because that's one thing that the kids must know you know a lot of times they're being they're they're like a kid like Heina, he does great here in the in brazilian uh tournaments and playing his age group and it's great for him to to see how he's compared to the to the road because so, once you go back to his club i know he has a different vision he'll have a different vision as far as what he needs to work on what, what he he's already good at and just trying to just need to sharpen it a lot so it, it, i think brazil really felt that hit as far as being banned by the by, by fiba for, for the fiba competitions and uh we're just trying to get back to it and try to get uh, to put brazil where we feel like we have enough potential to be at
0: So do you do you do you guys have the feeling that um, just because you weren't able to compete internationally doesn't mean that you guys weren't able to work with your younger players? Uh, You know, also, well, COVID, I guess, is probably a little bit different situation because, you know, just because of the pandemic and not being able to get together. But um, do do you have a feeling that you that 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 the country has lost generations over the course of this? over this course five years or so, or or, or or maybe or or maybe like significant chunks of generations at all.
2: Yeah, I don't think we lost a generation. I think it's a generation that might miss uh, competing at an international level, uh, which is something that we're probably going to be facing the next few years. Because you're talking about like the '95 generation. Uh, because the 94 was the last one to compete wor- worldwide. you know. Uh, the 95 Confederation had some tournaments, but then from the 96th generation to uh, the 2004, uh, we got great kids actually uh, with that age level. Uh, but uh, I think we're gonna we have to see how much of international experience they're gonna be able to, to live up by uh, as far as like this, this next world uh, competitions are going on. Uh, Cause uh, right now we have, uh, uh, th- there's gonna be a under 26 at uh, the uh, university, World University uh, Olympics, uh, which is under 26, which we will be competing in. There's gonna be under 23 tournament that we will also be competing in uh, soon. So we are just trying to get back to it. The work has been done. I can't really tell you uh, how that's going to affect their international experience. I'm, I feel really confident for it, uh, for it because we have great kids uh, like this age level from 96 to uh, uh, 2004, like you can count uh, Jorge de Paula, uh, Lucas Seward. Uh, those, those are some players that, that have done a tremendous job at their clubs here Brazilian level. And uh, we we can also, like, Guy Santos, for example, which was a kid at 2002, did kid uh, that competed at the under-17 uh, South American uh, back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. So th- those are kids that we feel really confident that, that, that will probably be playing at, at, at the senior level. Uh, George DePaulo is already playing, one of those kids that is, is already playing. Uh, so we feel really confident that, even though they missed their experience, which counts a lot, we feel really confident that they're able to uh, uh, maybe turn that turn back around because they've had they've been facing enough experience throughout their clubs here in Brazil. Uh,
0: okay, let's let's move ahead again. Um, you know the this event that you guys had there in Venezuela was obviously qualifiers for FIBA Under eighteen Americas, which uh, will be taking place next month. Um, and, uh, you know, this is the qualifiers for under 19 world cup. You know, you guys uh, showed that you are, you know, uh, at least with, uh, all of the players that are, that were on hand, that you were clearly the, the strongest team, uh, in South America doesn't necessarily mean, uh, everything in the world. Um, so we, we don't know, we know the teams, but we don't know the, the group breakdown time of recording. We don't know. So it's going to be USA, Canada obviously Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, and then from central basket is Puerto Rico, Mexico, Dominican Republic. Uh, you know, every, usually you would say USA Canada are kind of two of the four spots. Um, um, and then, you know, there's four spots that go to the under 19 World Cup. You mentioned it the last time that, the, that you guys were at the World Cup under 19 was uh, in 2013 in Prague. Uh, we're actually supposed to go in 2017. And then there was the suspension. Uh, yeah. which Argentina then took your guy's spot because they finished fifth. Um, I guess kind of let's thinking ahead. Now you, you, you know, you had, you know, you're, 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 winding up your time right now with the club. I know you still have uh, stuff to do with, with uh, Corinthians, but uh, you know, you're starting to look forward now more and more to uh, to next month in the under 18s. Uh, maybe how, you uh, Uh, how many changes, you know, you know, do you, do you maybe foresee how much tinkering, you know, how many guys do you think that you, uh, I mean, I I imagine it's really only a couple of uh, only a few weeks. So there's, and and you guys really played pretty good defensive basketball and I'm sure you kind of like that, but um, you know, it is a different type of uh, field that you're going to be playing against USA, Canada, Dominican, and, and, you know, Puerto Rico, Mexico. Those are, you know, you know, teams that also, you know, can handle the ball with guards and stuff like that. Uh, what about your, you know, I don't want to, I don't want you to give me your, your 12 man roster, but you know, what do you think about the team that you have and and maybe what might be something that you might be looking to, to, to kind of tinker with?
2: Uh, I have talked to, to my assistant and it's a, a good headache to have uh, over here because it was really hard to come cut some of the kids that were cut uh, on the first phase of training that we had. And uh, we have had discussion, even though we won, we still felt there were room for improvements. And uh, we want to, uh, uh, I, I, I don't want to have a set mind, uh, a mindset that we're going to, Change a lot of things but we want to look for some of the stuff that we felt uh were tough for us throughout the, the tournament again even though we won and we did great overall uh there's still room for improvement and we feel like there are some guys that we need we can't look uh right now having that uh, that international experience that we can look at and feel like hey, how would they adapt to this international experience so uh, i feel great about it actually. Going into this next uh, next camp phase that we're gonna have, because uh, uh, some of the kids, I think they're they're uh, they were a little bit uh, upset that they got cut, and uh, I I know they're gonna come with tremendous energy, fighting, that much more fighting and that much more, and uh, and we'll see. Like we, it's gonna be a tough decision. I know that because uh, uh, like I've been saying, every kid has shown great energy throughout every practice, throughout every possession, every drill that we, that we have had. Uh, And I know that's probably going to be the case again, coming in. So uh, it's a good headache to have, but right now we're having this international experience. There's some voids that we're trying to fill in, uh, some gaps that we're trying to fill in, which we'll, we'll look up, look out for starting training camp.
0: Um if i'm not mistaken this is a change of the tournament format no um that the it used to be just the top two go to the uh go to the semifinals, and i think they're going to be doing all four teams go to a quarterfinals yeah um and uh so you you know you're going to have usa or canada i can't imagine that they'll be in the same group and you would probably also have either Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic in your group. You know, you have to imagine that they're, they're going to somehow split them up into um, into uh, into different pots, um, maybe not to not to give any of those teams, you know, motivation fodder. You know, it's like, you know, they don't respect us or whatever. But but what do you think you. What do you think are are you going to be? I mean, probably defense, your, your defensive energy and everything else. But but what do you think are the things that, that you're gonna that maybe you might be able to do that kind of get you, um, that are going to be able to get you a victory that you that, that somebody else might not necessarily think.
2: Uh, it's all be on the defensive end uh, and how we can translate translate that trans, uh, transfer that to our uh, off, off, offensive side of the ball. Uh, so it's all going to start with, the, with our defense. We, we want to be tough. We want to, uh, right now we have watched it. Like me and, uh, and the season we have already watched uh most of the, the, the games that happened in the central basket under 17 last year. We have already uh, scouted some of the teams and we uh, we're, we're going to try to come up with game plans that, uh that, that, uh, that are going to we feel that are that we feel like are going to be most effective uh for us and coming in and especially on the defensive end and like i said and transform that and like transfer that to the, to, to the office event because we 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 never know like how they're going to be guarding us we can expect some things like from what we have seen but we don't really know how they're going to be guarding us the thing that we got control over we feel like it's how tough we play on defense, how the energy level of play on defense, and how much we fight on the on the defensive glass for every rebound. And then We just run, want to run up the floor and have more possessions than the other guys. So we, it, it would start, like, long story short, it would start with our defense. Because I know they have a, a, a Dominican Republic, Republic, even Mexico, they have some athletic guys, and which... Are probably going to be better matchups against our teams, so we just want to be ready and, and do what we can at, at our best in these two two weeks training camps that we're going to have ahead that we're going to have ahead of the time.
0: Um, two obviously USA and Canada are you know one of the things that about America about USA and. And Canada, more and more now is also just the 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 absolute absolute physical specimens that they're able to to come up with. It's just astounds me uh, as an American. I, it still amazes me how many basketball uh, players come out of that country. Um, uh, so size is is something that 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 you you know you definitely have to you know factor into your into your consideration. Um, you, you 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 guys do have two two thousand six born two six uh, ten kids. Uh, with Gustavo uh, Guillamas and and uh, and Gabriel Ferreira, that's two years younger, and at 18, that that's a big that's a big gap. Um, you can't teach size, and size is a good thing. Are those guys uh, are they in your pool at all? Of players, is that something that? You know, if they play well enough and and because of that size, they're, they're going to maybe have a chance. Again, this is also also kind of thinking long term. You know, some of these, uh, you know, sometimes federations have the have the advantage of, 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 let's say, pushing a guy forward. You know, this would be 2006. Is this a 2004? Um, this is a 2004 gener- uh, uh, competition. So that would actually mean that he that, you know, either of those guys would also be able to be like a real serious leader. In this competition, in, in two years' time, are either of those guys uh, uh, mainly because of the size? Are they are they options for you at all or no?
2: Uh, we have looked at them, and they're both great kids, like you said, at their age group. But we feel like uh, the the, uh, the kids that we have, as far as the guys that went to compete in, in the South American, and the kids that uh, uh, that were also cut uh we feel we feel like they're have a little bit of experience advantage over them and uh right now we will probably only have uh, 15 kids uh for the training camp instead of 18 like we had last time so um they they won't be in our uh in, with our group for this moment but those are definitely kids that we have been watching have been uh, uh close by because uh, we know they 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 got something that you can't, you cannot teach. You know, mm-hmm. so, like they got, they got the size uh, and what skills uh, they need to prove. That is like their experience overall competing. They have, they have had two tough years with the pandemic, which they haven't really competed at all. So they just try to to get this, as much experience as possible throughout the years, and uh, and we'll keep close attention to them if. if we're able to, to advance this phase and be in a world uh, championship. Those are definitely kids that we're going to be look out for, but I, I, but I feel we're we're well-suited with the kids we have uh, in, mainly in that position right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, 2023, like you said before, we mentioned it as – I mentioned it as well, it would be a decade. Uh, your goal is to get a top-four spot. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Um, it, it is – It is, um, you know, going from quarterfinals, uh, you know, if you catch somebody on a bad day, you know, then, you know, who knows, you know, there's, there's been, there's been closed upsets in other other federations as well. Uh, And uh, you know, if they look, if they overlook uh, or for whatever reason, or somebody gets hot, um, you know, it's uh, it's, it's really that quarterfinal game is so, so huge because if you win that you're already there, you know, you don't have to worry about you know getting the third spot you know but it's really only that one game. Um, what would it mean to you to uh, to the entire organization of the Brazilian Basketball Federation to win that one game? It it, it it's 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 almost bad that it it, it comes down to that one game. Uh, yeah. But what would it mean for you guys to win the quarterfinals and, and go back to the World Cup uh, under 19 level?
2: Uh, it would be tremendous to be a part of it. Yeah. That's something that Confederation looks out for. Uh, that's something that uh, 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 that uh, that that's our main goal. Like you said, you know, and it's that one game, which is unfortunate. But uh, it's like how international competition goes. Like I was saying before, like we had uh, this one game against Argentina in 2016 that we we had an advantage down the clock, and we lost it. And a lot of times it comes, that comes down to it. So. Uh, uh, we, we we just have to figure out how we're going to have the tough mentality, tough mindset, because uh, there are definitely going to be adversities throughout the, this one game. And we just have to know how to overcome it as far as like game plans. And as far as like uh, our individual uh, uh, technical kids, like how, how amazing they need to be uh, in that one game. So we just... It's tough, but it, it will be tremendous, you know, to advance this space and, uh, uh, guaranteeing that roster spot, that, that, that four spots that they're there to go to this world championship, it, it will be tremendous. And, and I, I think that's something Brazil, uh, needs to look for, because we want to be competing against the higher level competition around the world. We feel like we have enough talent to do it. We feel like we have, we have bodies, you know, uh, Athletic kids, big kids to compete at this type of level. Uh, we just need to be tough mindset, we have a tough mindset to, to overcome the ob- obstacles that are going to be happening in this one game.
0: It's amazing to think that a, a, a country as meaningful in the world of basketball uh, for, for, for really the history of basketball um, to not have played at the world level. Uh, in, in, in 10 years, is, is, it's just crazy. Uh, yeah. obviously, obviously, there's been a lot happening. You know, you had this, the suspension and, 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 and then also COVID and stuff, but uh, still. Uh, all right, the tour. Uh, Galvani, uh, assistant coach with uh, pro team Corinthians, and, and then head coach under 18, uh, national team of Brazil. Uh, I know your, your, your concentrations are going to be heading to the, to the 18 Americas uh, more and more. Uh, good luck on those and uh, we'll definitely be watching you uh, and the rest of the group uh, in, uh, in in a couple of weeks so thank you very much for your time
2: thanks a lot David it was a pleasure to be here uh, it's again it's great to represent Brazil it has been a dream of mine since I, I started coaching uh, it was something that I, I was looking out for uh, and it's amazing that I have had this experience being so uh, being still young I feel like <laughs> and uh, 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 so we I just want to do the best for my country.
0: All right, fantastic. Thanks.